0: as I was getting these replies, I was really starting to like pick up on a theme. Everyone was loving what the email taught on. Yeah, like people were kind of commenting on that. Oh, this is helpful, yada, yada. But even more than that, people were replying directly about the way that the content was delivered. You're listening to the Freedom Found podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. And we're back with another episode of the Freedom Found podcast, and I am back in Portland, damn, I love this place so, so much. There's just like an energy about it that's different to Mauritius, which is like much more like laid back and chill. And you'd think Portland is that, which it is. It definitely has that laid back vibe, you know, Oregon, Pacific Northwest. We're very low key here, but there's this undercurrent of like active leisure time of like hiking, climbing, getting into nature, even when it's like cold and likely wet. And just, you know, making time for what's really important in life. And it just feels so good to surround myself with that and just be immersed in it. And, you know, there's something untangible, unquantifiable about home And Oregon, to me, is home, and so I just, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I'm happy, I'm loving it, and it feels so, so good to be here. So I got back to Portland a couple of days ago from the Oregon coast. We spent a couple of weeks down visiting family, playing with my niece, just enjoying the sea salt spray on my face, all the good things. And a few hours after I got back, my newsletter had been sent out to my list, and I started getting replies from people. Some are subscribers or clients that I've talked to before, but others were new names in my inbox, which I always love that. I love when you email me. Can I just say thank you? Thank you if you've ever taken the time to reply to an email, to send me a DM and tell me if you liked an email, what you thought, what your takeaways were, all the things. Because just hearing from you like lights me up so much. And it just reminds me that there's somebody on the other side of this, because it can be so like insular, let's say, you know, sitting here recording a podcast or writing an email and sending it out. And I hope that it hits the way that I'm intending. And I hope that you're able to take value from every little bit that I put in there, you know, take what you need and leave the rest. And when I hear from you, it makes me so, so happy. So I started getting replies from people after this newsletter went out. And as I was getting these replies, I was really starting to like pick up on a theme. Everyone was loving what the email taught on. Yeah, like people were kind of commenting on that. Oh, this is helpful, yada, yada. But even more than that, people were replying directly about the way that the content was delivered. They were saying things like they were on the edge of their seat. They had a similar experience and could relate to it. They couldn't put their phone down until they got to the end. And this, my friend, is the direct result of my number one email copywriting strategy. Like the thing that brings the most results, the most engagement, the most opens and click-throughs and replies and purchases and just general positive active engagement from the KC audience. And no, it's not implementing thought leadership or doing email giveaway contests or myth-busting something that I see in the industry. While yes, I may do all those things at times, this one is consistently a part of my marketing strategy because it builds connections, creates intrigue and bingeable content, and it entertains readers. And it just so happens to be also one of the most overlooked forms of email marketing. So drumroll, please. It is storytelling. And I know you're probably thinking, ah, storytelling means I need to do a little bit more work, or it's going to be a little bit harder for me to come up with ideas or talk to my audience, or it's going to take me longer to write. And that might be the case in the beginning, but I'm going to show you how you can do that easier, how you can follow a very simple methods to come up with ideas and then implement those in your emails. And I'm also going to give some insight into how this can grow and turn your email marketing into a legion growth machine via a case study from drip.com. Now drip.com is an e-commerce growth platform and they were sending weekly newsletters to their list with less than average open rates. So they were hovering around 16%, give or take. And just for reference, a good base goal to have is 20% open rates. Now This does vary by industry, so keep that in mind, and also because of the new privacy laws, especially with Apple. So there are different layers depending on your email marketing software, different layers. You can look at the different data from different types of audiences, who's on Apple, not on Apple for your open rates. But that said, we're going to aim for your emails to have a base of 20% and then build from there. And and in Drip.com's case, they were hovering around 16% and their emails weren't garnering the click-throughs and the engagement that they desired. The click-throughs were around 2%, give or take. Why? Why wasn't that happening? Well, they pinpointed a few problems. They didn't have their list segmented, which meant that no matter where the customer was in their journey, they were receiving the same email that lacked specificity for different readers, and their email content was, as they put it, boring and looked like every other corporate email that you might get, right? Header, generic tip, call-to-action button. So what did they decide to do about it? Instead of just kind of sitting in it and being like, okay, well, this is the trajectory of our email. These are the results that they get. They decided to make a change. They decided that they wanted to make more of a connection with their readers and cultivate a relationship and a relationship where their readers couldn't wait to open their next email. So they did two things. First, they segmented subscribers based on customer journey and they started sending out two different newsletters a week. And then they changed their email copy method, their tactic, to be driven by storytelling with the promise that it would be engaging, fun, and unique to read. They did not want to blend in and look like every other email out there. And in their words, the results were astounding. Newsletter A, because remember, they're sending two a week now, Newsletter A started getting between 30 and 40% open rates and 7 to 10% click-through rates. Let me just say that again. 30 to 40% open rates and 7 to 10% click-through rates. That is a 123.74% increase in open rates and 65.15% increase for click-through rates. What? That's amazing. Okay, first and foremost, amazing. They went from having open rates that were hovering around 16% to then having open rates that were between 30 and 40%. They more than doubled their open rates. That's amazing. Imagine if you could more than double... The amount of subscribers that were opening and reading your emails or seeing your social content, because here's another reason to put more energy into email. Okay. Now, that was just newsletter A. Actually, newsletter B saw an even greater increase. Okay. They had a 139.94% increase in open rates on newsletter B and a 352.63% increase in click through rates on newsletter B. That is amazing. Just by doing two things, by getting more specific in that customer journey and sending two different newsletters instead of one, and then making sure those newsletters were driven by storytelling, adding personal elements, adding photographs of what they were actually doing, like the members of the company, what they were actually doing, pictures of them on trips, anecdotes from those moments, little pieces of everyday life that the reader could relate to, that they could build a story around and a connection, right? And they aren't a unicorn case. Consumers are consistently drawn to story because it cultivates a connection while also offering entertainment. So I want to share with you three different statistics around storytelling and marketing from a couple of different angles so you can really start to get a bigger picture understanding of how story can impact your business, okay? So the first one I want to tell you is from Headstream, and they found that if people love a brand story... 55% are more likely to buy the product in the future, while 15% will buy the product immediately. Wow, 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 wow. We're talking 70% of consumers are saying they are interested in a product purely because they love a brand story and 15% are ready to put money down right now in order to get that? Holy freaking smokes, that's amazing, okay? So let me read you a couple others. Research from the Stanford Graduate School of Business found that stories are up to 22 times more memorable than facts and figures alone. So not only does story help sell, but story helps our consumers remember things, right? Paint a picture, remember facts, things that are going to directly impact their micro-wins, their micro-conversions as they go through their journey, and then remember things as you continue to nurture them through your funnel. Okay, so... The third thing that I want to tell you about is from one spot. This statistic, oh, blows my mind. Okay, 92% of consumers want brands to make ads that feel like a story. 92% of consumers want brands to make ads that feel like a story. Holy wow. (laughs) Okay, let me just like sit in this for a second. Okay, this means that most likely, right? Because we're at 92%. So most likely your ideal customer or client out there is wanting you to create content in the form of a story. They want it to feel like a story. They want to be taken on this journey. They want to understand it through the lens of a story. I mean, honestly, I picked up a new book in a series and I've read books one and two. This is the Calculating Star series. I read books one and two like a couple of years ago and I picked up book three and I read like the first chapter and I was like, you know what? I do not remember enough about this. I need to go and figure out what has happened in like book two because I need a little bit more context and it's just been ages. So let me go. And instead of looking up like a summary written down, I went to YouTube to look up a summarized story, like a reenactment, you know, when they do the little animations, you name it. Somebody's walking me through the story verbally, all the things. That's what I craved then. And Dale was like, why don't you just look up Cliff Notes and read it? And I was like, that sounds like work. And the irony is, is that I'm actually going to read this book. So it's the same, like reading the Cliff Notes of that. But let me just say, humans are lazy. Innately, we want a story and we want to be guided along. And it's more entertaining. It's more interesting. All the things. So let these three facts help give you a bit of insight into how story can continue to build in this structure and support in your marketing and start using storytelling now or using it more so as a way to connect with your audience. No matter how large your list is or small your list is, I want you to really start prioritizing story and value with your list, okay? So I'm gonna say this now, looking ahead to 2023, when I am asked what you should prioritize and what skills are going to garner businesses the most growth, I believe storytelling is one of the most powerful skills any business owner or marketer can carry with them in the new year. Storytelling is going to continue to become more impactful for our audiences and for marketing. So, the big next question is well, okay, Crystal, I know I should be using story, but I just don't know what to say to send to my list. But I got you, friend. Okay. So, I don't always know either. Let me just say that I'm here to like show you what it's really like. You know, I like to get real, show you what's going on behind the scenes. I do not know. Every time I sit down to write a newsletter or Nicole on my team, she's like, Crystal, you need a newsletter. And I'm like, oh crap, I don't have an idea. Oh, but you know what? Actually I do. And this is how, okay? So when I don't always know, I go to the running note that I keep on my phone, like on my notes app on my phone, the running note that I call content ideas. And whenever I have an interesting interaction at the grocery store or I get inspired on a walk or I'm reminded of a story from the past that was funny or challenging or interesting, I will write it down on my notes app. Then when I go to write a newsletter or a sales email or maybe an evergreen email for a sequence funnel that we're putting up and I don't have an idea, I will pull from this list based on what I wanna teach my audience about or share on or sell. And let me tell you, this may sound basic, but it makes all the difference just having a little list a library of ideas to go and source from. So that's step one is getting an idea, right? And honestly, you can pull ideas from anywhere. I once had a newsletter that was so popular and it was about like my thoughts and an interaction I had with somebody when I was in line to buy a gluten-free muffin at a bakery once. Like honestly, just standing in line to buy a muffin. Like you can make an email or a story about anything, all right? And if you want some inspiration, join my list. You can grab three free email templates for a kick-ass launch in the description of this episode to get on my list and... It'll give you all sorts of insight and ideas of how you can do that. But getting back to the matter at hand here, after you have your idea, then what I always do is I paste my email like this. This is your very easy breakdown of like email story structure. So enticing subject line. So you need to get people to open. Then you're going to make a strong hook. That's like the first sentence just to capture reader's attention and pull them in. Okay. Then you're going to really start carrying the reader through the story you're going to be playing with a lot of white space. So it's not just paragraphs of text, okay? So big no-no is to have paragraph A, B, and C telling this big bulky story. No, what we want to do is we want to take a story and we actually want to elongate the text. So spread the text out, use a lot of white space. So it makes it easier for the reader to go down the email? This is really important. A lot of people shy away from this because they think That by making an email longer, right, by adding spaces in between lines or by taking sentences and putting them on their own lines that people aren't going to want to read because it now seems like a quote unquote long email. But in reality, it's much easier for the eye to go from one to the next to the next when it's spaced out there's white padding around and the reader is like the subconscious reader starts feeling like it's going to take less calories to read that than if they were reading or looking ahead to see there are these big bulky paragraphs. So you're going to use a lot of white space and you're going to go through the story here and there and you're going to cut anything that's unnecessary in the story, you know, unless it adds a little bit of extra value or entertainment, but we don't need to go on huge side tangents or add unnecessary details. Then eventually you're going to pull the story around to whatever topic is you actually want to get to you're gonna like make this angle make this hook come around to and for me what I do is I come around to copywriting or marketing or business insights strategies etc and I tie it together finishing it off with a call to action so maybe I'll tell a story about this person in line you know at the bakery and then bring it down and wrap it back up to a copywriting tip trick, something that relates to the story. I'm using that as an analogy. And then I'm giving a call to action to go and get my free email templates. Well, they're already on my list. So I'm going to give them a different call to action, but for the sake of example of what we're doing in the podcast today. Now, this is something that takes time, but also it only improves with practice, right? You have to do it to get better at it, which is honestly what I love about it. You get to write fun stories about random everyday things and then share them with others as a means to grow your business. It sounds pretty freaking good to me. So one of the best ways to dive in and experiment with this, if you're thinking about, okay, how can I get started like newsletter email? It's so open-ended. It's like, it could be about anything. I don't really have a direction that I want to go in, or maybe you don't even have a list started yet, or it's small. What I would recommend is you starting with story in your welcome sequence. And I say that because this is gonna set the tone for the rest of your email list, right? For every newsletter you send after that. Your welcome sequence is the email sequence that somebody gets entered into automatically. So you're not sending it out manually, but it's an automation that somebody receives after they opt in for your free lead magnet. So your free resource is going to send them to email one, which is going to give them the free resource and then email two, three, four, five, depends on what you're doing in your sequence. There's so many different things I could go into with that, but that sequence is going to nurture people Provide value and potentially sell something too. And we want to use a lot of story in this sequence to set the tone for your brand, to get your reader to engage. And this is the most pivotal moment, right? Your welcome sequence is the most pivotal moment in your relationship with your subscriber. Because this is where you are establishing your relationship and establishing a habit of getting them to open your emails consistently. Because then when they're on your regular list and they're getting your newsletters, you want them to see your name in their inbox and then be like, oh yeah, she sends great emails. I want to open that. I want to see what she's talking about. I want to see what story she's telling, right? And maybe I want to see what she's selling. So what we want to start to do in the welcome sequence is establish that relationship now. So I would say start there with story making sure that you've got this nice structured perimeter to play in. You know, the welcome sequence is not as open-ended as newsletters. So that's why I like to recommend start there. And then you can expand as you get more comfortable. In my email course, Ignite Your Inbox, I, I go into a lot more detail on how to write compelling emails for your readers, you know, from what to talk about to how to structure your messaging to win and how to sell. And of course, how to incorporate that storytelling too. And there's just one week left until we open up the doors to our brand new and improved IYI course. So it has been off the market for a little while while it has been getting a makeover and I am so excited. To share this with the world because it has been known to get business owners' welcome sequences up and running in like less than a week. It's got templates so you don't have to start from scratch. It's got templates if you want more room for creativity, but still crave some structure and guidance from an email copywriter. And of course, it's got video modules and walkthroughs of how to start your list, create your strategic sequence and create a pool of warm leads to have on your email list. So if you want to get the info for this, the only way to do so is by joining crystalchurch.com forward slash waitlist. And that's where it's all going to be going down for Black Friday. So pause this episode, head over and put your name on the waitlist. And I will catch you inside of the Black Friday special part two.